Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have a housewife on the show today, Cameron Westcott from The Real Houses of Dallas, is going to be chatting with me about the season. We are done with the season of The Real Houses of Dallas, and I'm going to miss it terribly. I've loved this season. I've loved the reunion. I'm devastated that it was only two parts, but it was two fantastic parts. Now, before we get into Housewives, I'm also going to be recapping The Real Houses of New Jersey briefly, but before we get to all of that... We have to talk about someone who's truly iconic. And this news hit me like a ton of bricks. I have been curled up in the fetal position in the shower crying. (laughs) I'm devastated over the news that Queen Kathy Lee Gifford is leaving the fourth hour of today. Now, she announced on air this week with Hoda. The two of them, Hoda Woman and Kathy Lee, cried on air and announced that Kathy would be leaving in April. I got countless texts that day. I mean, people knew that it would affect me. I had so many tweets. Thank you to all of you that reached out in my DMs or text me. (laughs) I got voicemails. People were asking, are you okay? (laughs) I truly got more people reaching out than when either sets of my grandparents died. Like, the amount of people that reached out to me when Kathy Lee Gifford announced she was leaving today was mind-blowing, and I'm very grateful for it. But I'm devastated. I cannot believe she's leaving. It's been 11 years of iconic TV, and it's happened so swiftly after I did a Kathleen Hoda pop dive. I'm not saying that that had anything to do with it, but it might have had something to do with it. Anyway, I'm available. (laughs) If the Today Show producers are listening, I'm available to chat with Hoda every morning with a glass of wine. Would love to do a dream job. I don't know who they're going to pick either, because what's interesting about the announcement is I thought that Hoda would be announcing herself leaving soon, because she already hosts the earlier hours of today. And so I was thinking that it would get to be too much for her, and eventually Hoda would leave. So this news came to a shock. It was a shock to my system. And you know, uh, when, when things happen, when stressful events happen and stuff, you usually get sick. Well, I'm anticipating getting the flu next week. Like, I'm certain because I feel like my body functions are going to shut down because it was such a rough day for me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there were tears. There was heartache. I want to play a little song. I want to dedicate something to Queen Kathy Lee Gifford. And this is one of her songs off of her holiday album from the 90s. And it sums up how I'm feeling as best as better than I ever could. My love, you can keep it till then When you come home to me Merry Christmas, oh my dear God keep you safe from harm When you come home I'll still be here To hold you in my arms 
tears stop. No tears left to cry. Ariana was wrong. I have some tears left to cry over this situation. <laughs> the day the day that it happened, it was so funny. Uh, I immediately went on the Today Show merch store online, and I was just ordering all this stuff. And I paid on their NBC store where you can order the Today Show merch. You can pay with Amazon Pay. And what I didn't realize was like my Amazon Pay was connected to Matt's. And so I was just like ordering all these things that say Kathleen Hoda. <laughs> like, and keep in mind, like, I have two sets of KLG and Hoda wine glasses, two different sets. Like, I have the stemless ones and then the stemmed ones. But so I went online and I was just, like, ordering other stuff. And I ordered, like, a, an ornament for my tree, like, anything I could find. <laughs> I was desperate in the moment. You know, when you shop emotional, it's never a good thing. But hi. <laughs> I'm the gayest. <laughs> I'm so gay. But anyway, I was ordering all this stuff, and I didn't realize it was connected to my account with Matt. And so Matt, he was in his office, and he texted me, like, uh, what are all these charges coming through from the NBC Universal store? And I was like, whoops. <laughs> and then I had to explain. I was like, well, look, I had to get all these items because they're not going to have all the KLG and Hoda merch anymore. Like, once she leaves, it's all gone. And he's like, well, first of all, A, don't you have enough of it? And B... Like, it's not, <laughs> like, you, we don't need it. It's just extra junk. And I was like, it's collector's items. I'm like, these are, these are collectibles. <laughs> and putting them in glass, <laughs> we'll have them forever. You know, in 20 years from now, people are going to want that stuff. So I'm going to keep it. And <laughs> I love her so much, though. Uh, so we got to talk about Housewives. One thing, I did a Vanderpump Rules episode recap that I put out. It was sort of like a bonus episode, but it's on the main feed. So if you haven't listened to that, please go check that out. I'm going to try to do Vanderpump recaps for every episode, but I do not want to overpromise and underdeliver. So let's just pretend I'm not. And then when they come out, like it'll be like a nice surprise. But I'm going to try my best. But just so I'm not overpromising and underdelivering. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah. But before we get into housewives, I want to say something about the last episode of Vanderpump Rules. I did some research. I put on my detective cap. I put in my monocle on in front of my eye, smoked out of a pipe, and I did some detective work. So do you remember those reports in the summertime of Kristen not returning to Vanderpump Rules? Do you remember it was like announced that she was going to be a friend of? So there were these reports. It was first reported, I believe, by Radar Online that Kristen Doty was just going to be a friend of. So those reports, I looked it up, came out on June 19th. LA Pride was the first week in June. So I just want to run a thing about that. Kristen Doty had already filmed the episode where she climbed a fence to ambush James with the woman named Hope. I was going to call her Holly. <laughs> Holly Hope. Either way, it's a stripper or the lead in a Hallmark film. But Kristen had already filmed the scene where she ambushed James by climbing over a fence and entering Sir from the back. While sober, too, I just want to point out she was sober and she said she wanted to be sober when she ambushed James. But so she filmed that the first week in June, and then those reports that she was going to be a friend of came out 
way later than that. So I wonder, like, Kristen must have been reading those reports and thinking, ugh. Like, I imagine her, like, stroking a cat, you know what I mean? Or, like, or, or pretending to uh, stroke her beard, you know, and she's just, like, sitting in a, a nice desk chair in front of a fire and thinking about how she had filmed this scene with Hope and knowing in the back of her head, like, wow, these reports are coming out that I'm a friend of. Well, guess what? I just filmed the most epic fucking episode. So, <laughs> so Kristen had the last laugh, as she always does for the rest of time. I love her. You know, I, we were all wrong. Those rumors came out, and they were just rumors. So, you guys, I recorded an episode of Shenanigans, Sheena Shea's podcast, and let me just tell you, it's wild. I don't know when the episode's going to be out. I think it's going to be like Christmas Eve or something, but just know that it all happened. <laughs> it all happened. She confronted me on the show about saying that 99.9% of the audience dislikes her, the viewing audience. So, And she did confront me about that on her podcast, so I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. That'll be out. It was a wild ride. It all happened. Let me just say that. It all happened. Um, but so that'll be out. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. Real quick, before we get to Cameron, did you guys watch part two of the Dallas reunion? I thought it was fantastic. I love the whole Simmons-Westcott dynamic. I think that's so uniquely Dallas in a wonderful way. Even Andy commented about how good it is. Then Mama D came on with her purse, and I had to give my daughter her allowance. And I lived for that. And then Leanne and Mama D, for a second, I thought it was going to be like those two going up against each other. Ultimately, they came together, but didn't it seem, it seemed right when Mama D came out, like her and Leanne were going to go at it. Then we also learned Mama D has a firm eight pounds of butter in her refrigerator at all times. (laughs) Eight pounds, you guys. She said, if it gets to be less than eight pounds, she tells the maid to go get some more. That's shocking. And that makes me, I respect that. You know, butter makes everything taste better. My mama taught me that. Mama Linda taught me, put some butter in it, it'll taste good. Um, And Mama D, I'm a little worried. She was doing a lot of her catchphrase work here, and it seems like she's aware. At one point, she said, they lose a diamond when they're out collecting stones. I thought that was wonderful wisdom. You know, last week on the show, I was giving my own different Mama (laughs) D-isms. My favorite one. My favorite one is uh, Britney Spears says, oops, I did it again. But Mama D says, oops, I never did it in the first place. But I thought of some other ones. All I want for Christmas is you to shut the hell up. <laughs> it just sounded like something she would say at like a family dinner to DeAndre, you know what I mean? Or um, <laughs> when you put the birds and the bees together, the ones with the wings are bound to get stung. Eeny, meeny, miny, and mo better not catch that tiger by the toe because then he gonna holler. <laughs> Olive Garden, when you're here, your family. <laughs> that one's... That's just the Olive Garden slogan, but I wanted to do it in the Mama D voice. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. <laughs> stupid, I'm so stupid. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this show. I really, truly, I commend you. Then she says something about an ass, ass in a rain barrel or something. It's like they're getting to be a little too much, and I'm just worried she's just going to come on next season and just be like one giant catchphrase. I worry about all the ladies doing that. But that they ended on a good note. Everyone seemed to be getting along. And I'm going to miss them so much. It ended with Cam's foot falling asleep. I hope, I hope they're all back next season. I'll be honest, I give a rip. I do. I really don't give her dog's rip. Quit being concerned. Get concerned about running this office. Now I want to get to my interview with Cameron Westcott from the Real Houses of Dallas. So there's been all these rumors about Dallas, like casting rumors. Uh, that I've heard Brandy's out. I've heard Carrie's out. All sorts of people are 
alleged to be out. So I want to talk to Cameron about the entire season and then also about these rumors. I'm very excited. And I have some holiday questions for her, too. So let's get Cameron on the line. And then we'll come back. We'll take a break after that. And then we'll recap The Real Houses of New Jersey. Hi, Cameron. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I'm so excited to be talking to you. You are one of my favorites on the show. I've loved watching oh you. I love that you say that. That makes me so happy. Thank you. How do you feel now that the whole season's over? Oh, my God. Well, to be honest, I mean, I'm still, like, shaking from reunion. I mean, that was, like, a war zone. Right. I mean, I seriously could not sleep for days after. And it's not really about me regretting anything I said or anything like that. No, like, fully take responsibility of everything I said because it's all the truth. But, you know, it's just being in, in, in this toxic environment with like people screaming at you that you had no clue they were even mad at you right well it's interesting you say that because i felt like deandra really like came into the reunion like ready to confront people and and almost like she was angry before any she even had something to be angry about does that make sense oh totally oh completely i mean we were on a good we were on good terms you know before i left for the summer and you know, once it started airing, she just decided, peace out, you know, you know, I'm going to go do this whole crazy, I hate you thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, we were friends, we worked everything out. Right. I don't get it. Right. I mean, and I was reading into it, like I was reading into everyone's like body language and in conversation towards her. And to me, it didn't seem like she was getting along with anyone like even Brandy, no. Brandy sort of stuck up for her a little bit. But for the most part, it seemed like no one was getting along with her. No, I mean, definitely not. You know, she, you know, obviously, you know, said some things by text of her, you know, not liking Brandy. And obviously, I showed, you know, those texts at the reunion. But, you know, and then she tries to be her BFF. And I'm like, girl, don't be fake. Like, right. I'm calling you out here. Right. And you actually posted those screenshots on, on Twitter or Instagram or somewhere. I did. Yeah, I will post anything when someone calls me a liar. Girl, you better watch out. I will post the truth. Uh, I love when you say girl. Andy even said that. He's like, girl. (laughs) Girl. Seriously. Is there something from the reunion or this season that you wish people saw that maybe was either edited out or or maybe it was just barely touched on? Well, I definitely, you know... um, do think the whole brandy adoption thing was blown away out of proportion and you know a lot of people don't understand that you know we had seen each other multiple times before she announced that she had a child at her house like multiple times so it made it you know obviously seeing it on screen you can't include everything but it just it made it look like i was a baby basher or something and i mean no it was just all about me being confused why she couldn't tell her friend, you know, that there Mm. was a baby. But the major thing, you know, was the amount of time she kept a secret. You know, you guys don't get to see, Mm. you know, the amount of time that it was kept a secret. And obviously, you know, there's a lot you guys don't see. So I think it was completely unfair for this, you know, for how that was portrayed on my end. But obviously, I love her baby. So excited about her adoption and could not be happier. Right. Was there more to that fight in Colorado between you and Stephanie about the baby? Um, Not between Stephanie and I. She just 
kind of came out of the blue and just like threw a dag and you know obviously stopped bashing an adopted child you know and obviously that whole incident I just was like whoa girl that's a strong statement and I just you know lit up on fire because I'm like girl don't ever use the word bashing and child in one sentence ever with myself being associated with that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now your house in Colorado looked beautiful by the way um, Thank you. I want to know what was your point of view from that fight or that situation that allegedly happened between Deandra and Leanne, where they were arguing about who is the queen bee? Like, what was going on there? Because it was a little unclear for viewers. Like, were, were they just arguing who like the main draw of the show was? They were just basically, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, there was no queen word whatsoever mentioned in that conversation so i don't understand how the whole queen thing came up i mean that was all fabrication like completely um but you know obviously we were all just talking and sitting on the sofas and then all of a sudden they had this like argument in front of all of us and we were just like what is going on here and obviously it was a big misunderstanding and um but there was no queen at all being mentioned there's it wasn't like i'm the queen like no um that whole story was totally fabricated like i think brandy you know was not paying attention to the wording that was used that night right (laughs) speaking of brandy i want to know what do you make of obviously i'm I'm not saying no one's saying she's an alcoholic or anything like that but what do you make of her drinking this season you know she just drinks to have fun i mean she's not an alcoholic whatsoever and i'm definitely not worried with her drinking um uh, and you know she obviously you know is away from her children and she just is out to have fun and i get it obviously sometimes you know she drinks a lot more than we do and and she just parties harder <laughs> so, are you are you and brandy good now like where do you two stand now that the season's yeah, over actually, I think we're in a great place. You know, I really do. I mean, you'll see in the next episode, she kind of took me for a spin and said I was a liar. And I'm like, whoa, girl. I was like, step back. I want receipts. I want examples. I want everything. You can't just have a statement and not mm-hmm. back it up. Mm-hmm. No, I want to talk about Stephanie. Stephanie opened up about her suicide attempt, which I thought was so wonderful that she was so willing and open to talk about that did you know any of that before it was revealed on the show no absolutely not i knew she struggled with depression but i never knew you know she took it to that level and yeah i was you know blown away that she had the confidence to be public with that news i thought that was just amazing i never saw that coming i'm just so proud of her for you know sharing that with everyone because i'm sure there's so many people out there that you know, want to share it too, but they can't. And she right. obviously is a great example of, you know, showing all that. Yeah. I think it was my favorite part of the season. I just loved that she was so willing to talk about it. It was nice. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, she never told us until it was airing. Wow. Uh, so when you see something like that, do you think like, does it make you more open to opening up and not, obviously you, your situation is not going to be even similar to hers. But when you see something like that, does it make you feel like, Oh, I feel comfortable opening up. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, completely. A hundred percent. Yes. 
Yeah. So switching gears, I want to talk about the K-Cup. I'm obsessed with that K-Cup storyline. <laughs> I think it's so oh, ridiculous and hilarious. Oh my God. So I want to... not... Okay, this is the thing. When we were filming, she would never let it go. And then she constantly <laughs> would be like... Oh, you're judging me or judging me. I'm like, wait, but you bring it up and then you wait for me to make a face and I'm just exhausted. (laughs) It was so stupid and I loved it. Like every time I came up, I just thought, oh my God, how hysterical is this? And then even at the reunion when Andy like brought it up, it it felt like she was like seething. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. And I, I honestly, I feel like, you know, just own it, girl. Just own it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you and Leanne seem to get really close throughout the season. How are you two now? Oh, we're in a great place. We've always been in a great place. You know, I just have had such a different experience with her than other people on our cast have. And she's just been so truthful to me, so honest and upfront. She doesn't hide anything. She's not shady. And, you know, I have to be honest, when some of these girls, you know, are around me and they start being shady, I feel, you know, I got to start asking questions. I have to be a detective. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. And you just have to keep unraveling it. And it's like, Leon, she's a straight shooter. So I love being with your straight shooter. I know what I'm, I know what to expect. I know what I'm around and there's like no crazy surprises. When you say people are around your, some of the cast members are being shady around you. Who do you mean? Like, is there someone specifically that is like extra shady? Well, no, but for instance, you know, when Brandy wouldn't talk about her baby adoption after she adopted a baby, she kept running into the room crying. I was like, I don't understand. I've yeah. only asked you twice, and now it's a crying fest. It's like, I I just don't get it. And, yeah. you know, and it's like she could just be upfront and honest and be like, listen, my adoption's not final. These are the requirements, blah, blah, blah. End of story. Let's move on. I want to talk about next season. So we know that there's going to be a next season. Andy's talked about the fact that you guys are coming back. Do you know anything about the casting of next season? Do you expect everyone to return? Or there are these rumors that either Brandy or I've even heard rumors about Carrie not returning. Have you guys heard anything? There has been no decisions whatsoever. The rumors with Carrie not returning is absolutely incorrect. Um, You know, I know an individual who started that rumor and I found out that that person was telling people about that. And they not only said that I wasn't returning, but Carrie was not returning, too. So I'm just like, what? I mean, I don't get this, girl. Who was this? I think it's a cast member, you know, Deandra. Yeah, she went around and was telling some of my mutual friends that I got fired, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, that's absolutely not true. I think it's your insecurity and you have no friends on the cast. So you try to put people down to make you felt self feel stronger. Right. Well, and I, I mentioned this earlier, like, I feel like I'm a, an expert in these shows. Like I watch them a lot and I was reading so much into it. And it feels to me like no one on the cast liked Deandra at that reunion. It seemed like not even Brandy, who seemed no. to be her one ally was, was really sticking up for her, but I don't yeah, know. That... Because, because Deandra turned on her too. And she's always been turning on her, but she was trying to be fake to her face when we're filming. So what do you think it is? Is she just trying to do this all for the show to make her more popular on the show? Or like, what is it? Well, you know, she told me when we were filming, she said, Cameron, when I give you drama, it's a favor. And that's what she told me. Um, You know, and then, you know, she also told me, you know, she's like the whole $200 thing. She goes, that was a golden ticket. Leanne gave me a golden ticket and America is going to eat it up. 
Oh my That's God. What she told me. And I was sitting in the cab in Copenhagen, like, are you kidding me right now? And again, at that time, we were still friends. And as I'm looking back, I thought we hashed everything out. We were moving forward. But like, it's like she turns overnight. It's like, I don't understand it. Well, and I think as a viewer, it rings false. And I don't understand because to me, it's like, I I feel like she had enough going on with Mama D because Mama D is like a great character to watch. And so Mm -hmm. to me, it's like some of these things that she twists and turns. And, you know, I love Leanne and I just feel like some of the things were twisted and turned to make a better storyline. And I'm like, oh, you just you don't come across very well. That was my opinion. Yeah, right. Completely with, you know, the whole thing with Deandra saying that Leanne told her mom that she was an alcoholic. Leanne never said that. Right. And if she did say that, it would have been on film and they would have used it on camera and they never had it. So she didn't say it. So would you return if they asked you if it if it works out, would you return for season four? Gosh, you know You have um, to, Cam. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I you know I never say yes till I see right. who, you know, is asked on. Hopefully we get a new girl. Yeah. And if we do, I wanna know who it is because, you know, obviously if it's someone that's in my town that I don't really care to be around, obviously it's gonna be kinda hard to yeah. hang out that person. So, you know, but you don't get to pick, you know, obviously things naturally happen. So I guess I have to be patient and just see, you know, who gets picked and who stays. Yeah. I've been very open about my love for Sparkle Dog. I think it is so wonderful and such a brilliant idea. What's going on with it now? Have you been able to get a better work-life balance with Sparkle Dog? Yes. It's gotten a lot better. I have a distributor now. And so I've been working with top shelf brands and they have been helping me. And I've been so beyond blessed for that. And they have obviously been um, helping me with, you know, um, promoting my product. And it's just been amazing working with them. And it's been a lot easier and a lot less stress on me. I, of course, still am, you know, um, hoping to take it to huge retailers and we're meeting with people hopefully in January, February. So that's our goal right now. And hopefully we'll have good news, you know, in a few months. Yeah. Well, I love it. I just think it's, and it's so perfect. It's so you like the pink and everything. I love it. Thank you. Well, Louie loves it also. And my dog and my bulldog chunk is obsessed. And I keep telling Cora, I'm like, you know what? We are sharing Lou's like obviously personal recipe with the world. And if they don't like it, that's their problem. But Lou, he'll just have a full warehouse of dog food and be the happiest boy on the planet. That's all that matters to me. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I talk a lot about pop culture and stuff on this show. So I want to ask you some like general pop culture questions and then also maybe some Christmas questions thrown in there. uh, And then we'll wrap this up. Um, So we saw you dress as Cher from Clueless, which I loved. Mm -hmm. I loved. Is that your favorite movie? What other movies do you like? Do you like rom-coms? Like what's, what kind of stuff do you watch? Oh my God. I love chick flicks. Right. Okay. That's my favorite. Obviously clueless is like one of my favorites legally blonde. I know it's like one of my favorites. Okay. good. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. (laughs) Oh my God, Cam. I'm dead. (laughs) Right. Just their little voices, and I just can't. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is. I just, it just gets me. Um, But I, this is really, really bad, but I obviously love a good dateline. Oh, really? Yes. I was just going to ask you what TV shows you're watching. Yeah, I love a good dateline. I do get really scared and I freak out, you know, and 
but I love a good Dateline. Court and I always watch Dateline together. Um, My boyfriend loves all the Dateline and all the murder mystery stuff, and I don't, I can't watch what? it. Like I, I'm watching you guys you when I, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm watching you while he's watching Dateline. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I literally only watch Dateline or Housewives or like The Bachelor. Um, Do you have I a favorite uh, favorite yeah. Housewives franchise? Yes, Beverly Hills, one hundred percent. And Teddy is my favorite. Teddy? Teddy's my favorite. Oh, she's yes. lovely. And we're friends. So obviously she's my favorite. She's just like most down to earth, real and in touch with reality. You right. know, like she just, and she's truthful, reliable. Right. I like her. She's sweet. Now, what about your favorite Christmas movie? Ooh. Like, do you okay, like a Home Alone? Or like oh, a, God, yes. Home yeah. Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. I grew like up one. watching Macaulay Culkin, like, and I love Home Alone. It's like literally, yeah. It's like it reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. Now, what about your favorite Christmas song? Let's see. I would say Michael, Michael, Michael Bobble. Michael Bublé? Bublé. Right. Oh, my God. That was so bad. <laughs> no, that literally made my day. I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> uh, Michael Bublé. Okay. His version of the Christmas song is like my favorite. Yeah. He's good. Do you like a Mariah Carey? Do you like an All I Want for Christmas? Oh, yes. I do love that as well. That's like number two. Right. Right. Now, if you were choosing for People Magazine, the sexiest man alive, and you couldn't choose your husband, you had to choose like an actor or a musician or someone, who would you choose? Ooh. Okay. Let's see. I would probably choose Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. A classic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Andy said you look like Nicole Kidman, which I agree with. You do look just like Nicole Kidman. Do you have a favorite Nicole oh Kidman God. like Thank performance? God. I look like her. She's amazing. Right. Oh, well, she's done um, a lot of indies. I feel like she needs to do like a rom com or something lighter. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, seriously. Um, but I don't have a favorite movie of hers. Yeah, well, that's okay. We love I her just anyway. Love her. Yeah, I just love her in general. Right now, during the holidays, do you have a favorite place to shop? Like a, a favorite store, a, a Target, a Macy's, or somewhere that you like to do your shopping? Well. I obviously a favorite local store. I'm obsessed with Hadley's. It's a local store based in Dallas in Highland Park Village. And Highland Park Village is like the place you want to shop in Dallas. It's like the actually it's by the same architect that did Rodeo Drive. Mm. It's really cute. And they light it up with Christmas lights and it's just so beautiful. But if I'm getting stocking stuffers, I go to Target. Mm -hmm. Okay, two more questions. Is there a gift from your childhood or even more recently that you've gotten for the holidays that you that sort of sticks out in your mind, like a favorite uh, gift memory? When I opened up my Louboutin dog carrier on mm. Christmas, uh, I was in college and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like it was like it was like a gift not only to me and Lou together, but I was like freaking out. I and I literally got home from school and I kept telling my dad, I have to have this for my dog. And he kept looking at me like, what the hell does she want? And I'm like, you better find it. And I, I literally was so nervous. And I swear he, he got it out on, you know, Christmas day and surprised me. And I was like, oh my God, I was the happiest girl on the planet. That's beautiful. I love that. Just because I could take Lou everywhere with me yeah. and he would be okay to, you know, if he's in a bag, you get away with taking him different places where if he's in your arms, you get in trouble usually. Right. Now, this is the very last question. And it's very cheesy, but I, I love asking it. Do you uh, what's your Christmas wish this year? Let's see. This is so beyond sweet, but 
my daughter wish that all the homeless kitties and dogs would be rescued and they would get a gift from Santa. Oh. And obviously that would be my Christmas wish as well. I love that. And obviously it's impossible, but it would be a very big wish. <laughs> well, hopefully we can get some of those adopted. Cam, I know. thank you so much for chatting with me and taking the time. I, I've loved watching you on the show. It's been so wonderful. And you are coming. You have to come back next year. You will. Oh my God, and you you're have so to. sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That'd so, be so fun. Thank you, Cam. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Uh, wasn't Cameron great? I love her so much. I want the entire cast back next season, truly. Even I, I turned a corner with Carrie. I want her back next season, too. I'd like the exact same cast. Maybe add a new girl. That's what I'd be into. Uh, I want to talk about New Jersey. Because, again, I'm loving it. Orange County also ended, and I feel like we kind of went out with a whimper. Like, we didn't recap the last couple of episodes. And, look, the reunion was okay. Am I ready for a reboot or something? Yes. And I try not to. Like, I don't want to I don't want to talk about these episodes if I hate them or something like that. Because then, it's like, I don't want to head down a microphone and talk about all the things I hate. But, we didn't get to Orange County, the end of it. The reunion was okay. I felt like it started, part one was really great, and then by part three, I was like, okay, I'm done. Enough, Gina. 
Gina, I felt like, gave a last-ditch effort at the end. Where she's like, my heart's broken too! <laughs> so, that was her attempt to get a second season, and I think it might have worked. I actually feel like Gina came alive at the end there. We'll see. And then uh, Atlanta's new, too. Atlanta's chugging along. I don't know. I'm not that I'm not that invested quite yet in Atlanta. They still entertain me. Don't get me wrong. Portia announcing her pregnancy was beautiful. I cried. But I just, I'm not super invested. It feels like, I saw somebody on Twitter, I wish I could remember who it was, but they were saying that Atlanta feels like they're throwing a bunch of pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I agree with that. I think, I'm not loving it. But you know what I am loving? Real Houses in New Jersey. I cannot. So we open the episode. It's all about Danielle this episode. They're getting ready for a bachelorette party. Marge and Teresa are looking at butt plugs. <laughs> Did you guys see that? <laughs> Did you guys see that? Marge had explained what a butt plug was to Teresa. And she's like, you stick it in your butt, what do you about to have sex? <laughs> Teresa was just looking like, what? <laughs> you just stick it in your butt, whatever. When you want to have sex, you just stick it up there. And I feel like Marge wanted it, you guys. Like, I felt like she when she was telling Teresa, it was like she was... Kind of looking at Teresa, like, what do you think? Like, I like them. <laughs> and then, you know, they were gathering all these items in their hand basket. And then Marge is just like, all right, we got to check out. I got all these dicks in my hands. She just had dick straws, dicks. They had some dildos. It was like so much dick paraphernalia. And that's a good friend. Because if any of you out there are organizing a bachelorette party or a bachelor party for a gay, I would encourage you to get all the dick paraphernalia you can. I think it's very important. I I actually feel very strongly about this. I think a bachelorette party, you need to get all the dicks you can find. Like uh, dick straw, dick lollipops, dick anything, like decor, anything. You know, when you, I talk about home goods, I go in there and I grab all the gather items. You know, home goods has gather pillows, gather rugs, gather shower curtains, gather hand towels, everything. Well, when you're planning a bachelorette party, you go into one of those other kind of stores and you grab every dick thing you can. Grab all the dicks. Off the wall, you know, anywhere. That's a very important part of Bachelorette Party. So they're getting ready for it. We also see Dolores uh, is meeting with Frankie, her son, who's Frankie's gorgeous. I mean, speaking of dicks, I want <laughs> not, I didn't say that, just cut that out. <laughs> but she's talking to Frankie and he's competing with Teresa in this bodybuilding competition, which I thought was interesting. Like, I knew that she had mentioned Frankie was competing, but I didn't know it was going to be in the same competition as Teresa. He said he weighed 225 pounds. Wow. And I liked this side of Dolores where she was like such a supportive weightlifting mom. Do you know what I mean? Like I wanted, I want there to be a movie like a Rocky or a Creed or something that's about weightlifters. And then I feel like there could be like an Oscar winning role for someone to play like the weightlifter's mother, you know, and they would really just play Dolores. Honestly, I would like Dolores to actually play that role. I'm not sure if she's acted before, but I'd be interested in seeing it. Then we see the girls go over to Danielle's house to talk about the wedding and the bachelorette party. Now, Danielle's already starting to be a bridezilla. She said she wants texts that say, countdown now for the wedding. (laughs) And then she got pissed that she was alone for her altercation. And what's so interesting to me about this is that she's been engaged 19 times before this. She was engaged 19 times. So I wondered, was she like this those other 19 times? Because I know she didn't go through with the other weddings. She was married one other time. But, like, she obviously was engaged, and so she must have gone through things like bachelorette party, 
or planning the wedding. Maybe some of those 19, she didn't go through with like all the planning stuff, but at least a handful of those 19, she would have had to have started planning, getting a dress, getting a bachelor party. And so I wonder, was she a bridezilla then? Like, that's insanity. And then Marge like blew up at her because Marge got pissed the way Danielle was talking to her. And Marge said, you know what, Danielle, in lieu of gifts, you should have asked people to donate because you have a house full of shit and it's your second wedding. And I looked this up. This is a thing. <laughs> you guys are probably like, oh, no shit, Danny. Of course it's a thing. But apparently it's a thing if you get married like a second time or something. That's a etiquette thing to like ask for charity instead of gifts. And that makes sense. Because frankly, if you go to one wedding and you give a gift, it's like you shouldn't have to go to their wedding again and give a gift. You should give to charity or something. I can be very anti-wedding sometimes. I love a marriage. I love when people get married. I just think with weddings, people get out of hand with things. Like, do I think it's okay to get out of hand with the bachelorette party? Yes. But with weddings, I think it's all a little too much. And I know people who their whole lives focus on these weddings. And I just would encourage everyone to take a step back and think about the marriage, not the wedding. Okay? Or (laughs) think about the dicks at the bachelorette party, not the wedding. (laughs) That's where where my head's at. Like, give me a dick lollipop. That's all I want. (laughs) Oh... And so then Marge is like, you know, storming out. Danielle chases after her, and then Danielle cries. Danielle cries and totally turned it around. It was so fucking dramatic. It was such big acting. And I loved it. I'm also shocked Danielle's not getting any confessionals this year. No, I mentioned that before, but it's still surprising to me that they're not letting her confess. <laughs> why, why aren't they letting Danielle confess? Uh, Then we see Jennifer at home. She mentions her husband's not usually home for dinner. And then we see her with those kids who seem like terrors and loved watching it. I loved watching it. They were out on that basketball court. And Jennifer said to the kids, she said, three in a row, make three baskets, and then I'll let you choose anything from Amazon. And I was like ready to like hop on a plane and head to New Jersey. Like I have a lot of things on my Amazon wish list that I would love Jennifer to buy if I can make three baskets in a row. And I played basketball. I know... (laughs) <laughs> I know you might not think of me as very masculine, okay, because I was just talking about dicks, but I was a good basketball player. I played in high school. I played like early high school, but I was I was a good basketball player because I'm tall. Anyway, here I am bragging. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I wanted to get in on that. I thought that was nice. Then we see Jackie. She told us that she doesn't talk to her sister, and it seemed like they're setting up more with Jackie and the sister, right? Like, they kind of brushed it over. I think we're going to get more about it. So then we got to Danielle's bachelorette party. We're finally there. It's a roaring 20s theme. And then they also had strippers and exotic dancers. And I thought, I don't know that there were a bunch of dicks flying around at a roaring 20s party in the 1920s. I don't think there were. I mean, I wasn't around in the 20s, but there was a lot of dicks swinging around in this bachelorette party, which I loved. I wondered if production paid for this party. It felt weird to have such like a big open warehouse. It almost felt like a soundstage or something. And I thought, I wonder if production just paid for it and they were doing this for the show. And then, you know, everyone's entering in March. It's just like, come put a dick in your mouth. <laughs> she was telling people about the straws. <laughs> I love March. March has like this weird, very vulgar side to her. And then she could be like really sugary sweet. And I love that. Because I really love March. We also saw Danielle's daughter who is stunning, tall, looks very model-esque, gorgeous. And I mean, she was always a pretty girl, but I was so, I don't know if I should say I was surprised, but seeing her as such an adult, she really looks like 
she could be a big time model. And look, I'm no model agent. <laughs> but I feel like if we could get Yolanda or Rinna to start taking uh, Danielle's daughter around town and managing, I feel like we could get her in some stu- in some gigs. I'm willing to monitor her if she's interested. If they need me to, I'm willing to step up and be the momager for Danielle's daughter. I think it's Christine. So call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. So then Danielle wasn't at this event yet. We were like all waiting for Danielle to arrive. And someone went on a microphone that reminded me exactly of Jill Zarin. It was like total Jill Zarin vibes. And she got on a microphone. She's like, hi, we want to welcome Danielle, our guest of honor. Danielle, where are you? It was truly like nails on a chalkboard. And (laughs) I had to pause it because I thought it might have been Jill Zarin. It was not. I zoomed in. (laughs) But it reminded me of Jill Zarin walking into Scary Island like, hi, the high herd around the world. (laughs) And then Danielle just entered from the fucking sky. She entered from the sky in her Roaring Twenties outfit. Like, what? What even? At one point, too, the crowd in this audience, like, I was trying to get a read on who was there. I swear I saw Ellen DeGeneres. I tried to rewind it. I told you guys the last episode, my DVR has been acting up, so there's been times where things, like, skip or whatever. But there was one moment I was like, holy shit, is that Ellen DeGeneres? And then it wouldn't let me rewind, but I'm choosing to believe that Ellen was at Danielle Stobbs' bachelorette party. That's what I'm believing, whether it's true or false. I'm choosing in my heart and soul to believe it to be true. And I think that's okay. I think when we're watching these Bravo shows, I think that's totally fine. I think it's okay to just assume that things are true when they're not, just like the housewives do. So Ellen looked great at this Roaring Twenties party with all the dicks. Oh, we saw Danielle talk to Melissa, and Melissa's like, oh, are you excited about the marriage or whatever? And Danielle only cared about the wedding, and she kind of seemed like, I don't want to overstep, but it sounded a bit like she hated the guy. She's like, I mean, we have ups and downs, and we're in peaks and valleys, and this is a valley, and you know, we're not doing so good. And she's like, when you meet people of a certain age, you know, you don't always love each other. And so I fucking hate them. Like, that's what I felt like she was saying. By the way, now, <laughs> now I'm just picturing Ellen DeGeneres. Like, you know how she dances onto her soundstage? Like, now I'm just picturing, like, Ellen behind the male dancers, just like, you know, walk, doing that, like, Ellen jig or whatever she does, you know? That little Ellen shoulder shimmy. <laughs> I wish that was happening. We know that Ellen has a relationship with the Housewives because she produced Bethany's talk show. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Anyway, then we got to the male strippers came out. And I have to tell you guys something. I mentioned earlier I love Dick. But, and Dick paraphernalia at a bachelorette party. And Dick in general. what All of the above. But the point is, the male strippers, I love a male stripper. It's one of my favorite things. It's my truth. I've gone to Vegas multiple times. I've seen the Thunder from Down Under. I've seen the Magic Mike Live. Like, It's one of my favorite things. I think there's just something so wonderful about a male stripper. It's like, because you get the show, but then they're gone right away. Do you know what I mean? I love like just one dance and then they're gone. Like you get to just look at a man and then they leave. Like that's all I want. I've always loved it. It's like one of my things. I love like the idea of them in these costumes, like a a firefighter, a policeman, or, or a sexy Santa. And then, you know, they dance to one song. I love when there's group dances, like in Vegas, Thunder from Down Under and Magic Mike does some like group dances. Magic Mike Live in Vegas is a little bit more, gosh, what's the word? It's a little bit more of a show. So there's like a storyline and stuff. 
And the guys in that one are much better looking than like the Thunder from Down Under. But the Thunder from Down Under, I feel like you get like just random nakedness. You know, like Magic Mike Live, I feel like you get a little storyline and the guys are dancers, like they can really dance. There's a scene though in the Magic Mike Live show where water comes down. Oh my god, it's like a some guy like basically takes a, a shower in front of you. Woo! Woo! And they're on stage wet and you're in the audience wet. Like it's a show and it's worth the money. If you ever get a chance, like go have a couple extra drinks, go to Magic Mike Live. I went with my friend Katie B and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful show. So everyone check that out. What was I even talking about? Have you guys seen Channing Tatum lately? So I want everyone to go look at Channing Tatum. He looks like he's slimming down and he buzzed his head, which is one of my favorite things. He's like almost fully buzzed bald now. And I find him, he's like one of my faves because I have that male stripper thing. And he's so good as a male stripper in Magic Mike, the movie. I mean, him doing that pony dance, like, oh my God. You guys, I'm like, I'm like sweating. (laughs) I'm sweating talking about it, you guys. Like him doing pony. The only problem with Magic Mike is when he's doing that pony dance. Do you remember how it was like the sexiest thing any of us have ever seen? But then they keep cutting to that lead female girl. Like, so it's like the minute we, we like get it, really get into it. And we're all like in the audience, just sweating. And then the camera will do a close up of that girl who was like the worst actress in that movie. Like she was just so annoying. Maybe she would have been good if like, like we just wanted to see Channing. You know what I mean? Anytime it cut to that girl, like I saw it opening night too. And I remember the audience just being like, ah, get her off screen. (laughs) Get her out of here. I think we all feel that way sometimes with the housewives. Like when we see a housewife we don't like, we're like, get him off screen. (laughs) But yeah, Channing Tatum and Pony. I I don't even know what I was saying, you guys. I'm like, I really am sweating. (laughs) Oh, so the strippers at this New Jersey episode. Okay, let's get back on track. I cut some water, get back on track. There was one guy that did a handstand. He was my favorite. And he had a back tattoo that said Maria. I would have liked to know Maria. You know how on these housewives, when they bring people back from like the past or when they bring on a new girl, we learn later on that there was like a random connection. I predict, and I, my prediction is mostly just hope. I hope that the Real Housewives of New Jersey brings on Maria. I hope somehow this Maria woman that was you know, the namesake on the back of the stripper's tattoo. I hope she has a connection with the girls. And I hope in a season or two, she comes on board as the new housewife. And then it's revealed like, oh yeah, this is Maria from the Danielle's bachelorette party. Because I feel like she has a story. Everyone has a story different as night and day. And everyone has their own journey Some follow their path, some wander away. Her husband, her boyfriend, like someone in her life got the tattoo of her name on his back. And then he became a stripper. So I'm choosing to believe, just as I'm choosing to believe that Ellen was at this party, I'm choosing to believe that this man was married to someone named Maria. And then they broke up. I'm making this story up in my head. I don't know that's true. Hopefully she hasn't passed. I'm choosing to believe that she's still alive and well and will join our, our cast soon. So, Maria, if you're out there, cont- I'd love to have you on Everything Iconic. <laughs> Call into the show. And after Danielle got like that little dance and the, the guy did the headstand with her, she, looked, she really did look a mess, and then she said, I'm a mess. <laughs> and then Marge Sr. was like putting a dollar bill in someone's uh, dick. <laughs> like, that was fun. And that was the episode. I thought it was really fun. And then next week, we have the wedding. And it looks like... 
big drama. Like Danielle and the husband start fighting like at the wedding destination. Very excited about that. So that's New Jersey. We're going to do our little cool down. Before we do, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring this show. If you want to support this show and you want bonus episodes of the podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic and then click the become a patron button. And if you pledge $4 more per month, the money is going to help make this podcast and you get access to all of the bonus episodes. So there's a New Jersey christening episode recap. There's a Beverly Hills game night recap. Tons of Real Houses in New York recaps. All sorts of stuff over there. So please head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. So let's do our little uh, workout cool down now. Um, oh my god. And what I one of the things I love about these cool downs, so we kind of fell into them on accident. But people have been reaching out and telling me, oh, they listened to the cool down, and during the cool down, when I said to reach out to a loved one or something, they reached out. And those kind of things just make me feel so amazing. And I'm so glad these cool downs are helping people. I know some of you might roll your eyes at them and hate them, but uh, I, I'm so glad some people are getting some stuff out of them. So I understand if you just want to turn off the podcast, but if you don't, please join along with me. Everyone, take a deep breath in, hold it, take a deep breath out. Take another deep breath in. Let's think of a southern food, maybe fried chicken, grits, like something, a southern delicacy. Breathe out. Okay, I love fried chicken. And I know normally I recommend, you know, calling a friend or something. But now I just want to say, I would like all of you to treat yourself to that southern delicacy. And hopefully you'll go with a friend or family member or someone that you love. Reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while. And treat yourself to that Southern delicacy, whatever it is. I'm going to call up a friend. We used to go to this uh, fried chicken place here in Los Angeles. I'm going to call him up and see if we can make a plan to go and just uh, enjoy it and live it up. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, and don't forget, Vanderpump Rules has a special Sunday night episode. It's on this Sunday. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.